From Brooklyn, New York, and Hollywood, California, it's the Bacosa Hoot Nanny, starring Nate and Adam. This week, James, the godfather of droll, Brown, and the aftermath of the Family Dinner's 500 show. And now, two guys who are shocked that Matt LeBlanc didn't win the Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series, Adam Wilson and Nathan Frizzell. Thank you, Emily Ann Hyman, for that facetious introduction. Outraged. <laughs> flabbergasted. Distraught. Uh, all things that describe me right now. Matt LeBlanc, arguably the uh, one of the top three male friends ever. I'll go out on a limb. Uh, exactly. D- definitely in the top six. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the top I six. Sh- wait, in the top six male friends. In top six friends. Uh, oh, okay. Right. Uh, I'm slow. I'm I'm having a time this morning. Um, I wonder if Matt LeBlanc has ever uh, acknowledged his Cajun roots. Uh, uh, you know, ex- except for the fact that everybody pronounces the C in his name. Oh, right. Um, well, I've, I, I mean, I never even I never even thought about it. I, I do see his name, LeBlanc. I do know what it means. It means the white, which is awesome. Uh, I don't um, yeah, never thought of it. Don't really care. I only know him from an. I actually know him very well from an episode of Just the Ten of Us, and a uh, huh. and as a as, as the protagonist in uh, the revamping of the uh, Bob Seger Night Moves video. Mm. Yes, yes, I don't know any of that, um, but I remember Just the Ten of Us. Uh, uh, damn good show, uh, and um, not a good uh, not not a show that like, I think Trojan Condoms would endorse. No, 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 no. It wouldn't be a, a proper. F- advertisement uh pairing there right. sponsorship hey, deal before we forget to do this uh welcome to the bi-coastal hoot nanny starring nate and adam i am and adam adam toot nanny wilson that is in brooklyn new york where it is currently 57 degrees fahrenheit and clear outside it's cold as hell and i am starring nate frizzell in hollywood california where it is cold as hell 62 degrees <laughs> fall is here and uh I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm conflicted. I like I like fall because it means Halloween was my favorite time of year. Really, it also means the loss of summer, which is my other favorite time of the year. Why is uh, why is well, it's why is Halloween your favorite time of the year? Why that? I don't know. It just uh, it just is because I like horror movies, uh-huh. and uh, it gives me a really good excuse to watch horror movies. And there's something about when it starts getting colder that starts making me think, oh, you know everything's changing the holidays are coming and it's the most wonderful time of the year you know that's um, so halloween uh, halloween is your favorite time of year because it reminds you of your favorite time of the year which is christmas well it's the beginning of what i i consider it the beginning of holiday season okay which you know it's yeah everybody loves holiday season you know even the jews uh-huh. i'll tell you i'll tell you something oh yeah chinese food um i'll tell you something <laughs> um uh, I usually don't go home for Christmas, so I usually end up spending time with with all my Jewish friends, and we eat. That's when I learn a lot about uh, Chinese uh, dishes that I've not tried because I only do like uh, like uh, vegetable fried rice. That's all I ever get if it comes yeah, from the Orient. Um, you got to try that. You got to try the lo mein though, vegetable. Oh lo mein. yeah, I, I do that. Uh, that too. It's basically it's like spaghetti, but uh, not Italian. Um, hey, Nate, I got to compliment you on this uh, because I just oh, asked. I, well, no, no, no. This is good. I don't do this enough. Uh, I I asked you why Halloween is so. Uh, uh, Good for you, or, or so uh, fun to you, and you didn't say what I w- was like. Hope of secretly fearing you would say like, "Oh, it's a, it's a New Orleans thing. You wouldn't understand." <laughs> you were you're probably the least that type of asshole from New Orleans I've ever met. Well, I have to tell you, um, just like most people, when when you grow up in a certain place, you can't wait to get out of there, and you you can't stand it. Um, but when I moved away from New Orleans, I, that's when I realized how much I loved it. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't—I didn't grow up going, "Oh my God, this is the best city in the world!" Like, there's no place like it. I thought every place was like New Orleans. 
which is why I just never <laughs> bragged on it, really, because it took me moving away to go, oh, no, it really is a pretty cool city. But I don't need to tell everybody fucking that. You know, well, I, you didn't really, when you moved away from New Orleans, you only moved like 80 miles up the road to go to college. Oh, well, I considered that, yeah, that's, but that's Baton Rouge, uh, you know. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, I don't need to brag to people in Baton Rouge about New Orleans. Right. Everybody that lives in Baton Rouge knows how awesome New Orleans is because Baton Rouge is a whole. Yeah. Sorry. I yeah. just, uh, I did not like Baton Rouge outside of the LSU campus. Really? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I thought it was, uh, it was just weird. It just felt like one big suburb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just didn't like it. Huh. Sorry to hear but that. They, yeah, well, there you go. What my you my, my experience from uh, with Baton Rouge was the complete opposite because I moved to Baton Rouge from West Monroe. Uh, and uh. I remember, well, first off, I mean, to put it into perspective, I remember in 2006 when I moved from Baton Rouge to New York. Uh. Um, that was a big change for me, moving from Baton Rouge to New York. Uh, but it was so much of a bigger change moving at 18 from West Monroe with its 15,000 people to Baton Rouge with its 300,000 people and two interstates. Count them two, three if you count that spur. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was such I was like, wow, look at all these lights. Good Lord. Right. The, the fences surrounding the interstates are slightly taller than those connecting Monroe and West Monroe. Oh my goodness. Your, your, uh, your life at that point would have made a great sequel for Urban Cowboy. Oh, yeah. Moving to the big city. <laughs> That's right. Hey, how's your week been? What you been up to? Uh, it's good. It's been it's a good week. I'm, I'm a little tired. Uh, I was filming um, till late last night down near San Diego mm-hmm. on a new indie film. Uh, more on that as the release date nears. I don't need to toot my horn about that right now. But mm-hmm. um, I did have, a, 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 did have a, a bee in my bonnet this week about something. Um, Adam, do you have any pretentious friends? Any really like stupidly artsy friends? Let's see. I majored in theater and I live in <laughs> Brooklyn, so the answer is no. I'm not right. a single one of them, Nate. Yeah. No. I was at a party this week, and it was a it was a birthday party for a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and uh, these are all uh, these are all reasonably you know like uh, athletic kind of normal people, you know, not not given to be that artsy type. Mm-hmm. I uh, it was a ga- we were doing a game night. Mm-hmm. And I was on the uh, at one point we took a break and I was on the patio, uh, the balcony there. This is up in the Hollywood Hills. It's a great view. And uh, I got cornered by the one artsy guy there. And uh, I was like, oh, shit, I know what's coming now. This is the kind of guy that's got like like um, Thoreau and uh, Emerson quotes tattooed all over his body. Uh. Um, and uh, yeah, he corners me in the corner. And I forget what we start talking. He's a nice guy. I like him. Uh, then I happen to notice as he's talking, something out of the corner of my eye moving down, and I look over, and maybe about two feet from me is a huge, giant black widow spider, mm-hmm. just kind of coming down on its web. And you know, I step over, I move over, and he goes, "What's wrong?" And I said, "You see that big fucker right there, that big black widow spider? I'm moving away from it." He goes, "Why, Nathan? It's beautiful." And I said, uh, well, you then you know, I tell you what, you stand over there because I'm getting away from this motherfucker. I do not like spiders. And he goes, you're ridiculous. So he starts reaching his hand out to grab this poisonous black widow spider. And I slap his hand away. I said, what are you doing? And he goes, Nathan, it's beautiful. You just have to become one. I was like, shut the fuck up. You know, right. go ahead, put your hand there. Get bit. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm not calling the ambulance on your ass. I'm right. not gonna do it. And then, and then five minutes later, and then five minutes later, he's like, oh my god, Nate, hold on, be still. Look! Look behind you, and you're like, "What? Like, oh my God! There's, it's, there's a Republican! Don't, don't do anything! Oh my God! Don't, 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 don't go anywhere near it! It's a, it's a, it's a scary Republican! Oh my God!" Yeah. And then I just look at him and go, "But it's beautiful. Don't resist." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and then, uh, some other guy. So we we kind of go on and on for about thirty seconds, and and then we just sort of let it go and and move another foot away. And then this guy comes up and he goes, "Oh look, a fucking spider!" He takes off his shoe and kills it. <laughs> And you, you would have thought this dude was going to cry. Like he literally screamed out at the top of his lungs, "Stop it!" And like he got like, angry, like like he wanted to fight this guy. And I was just like, "What the? What is going on here? This is the most bizarre." I can't stand it because you know what? There's three things on this this world that I do not mm-hmm. tolerate. I can't stand. I'm a, I can say I'm well, af- afraid no, of. Well, number one's black people. Well, no. Okay. Um, snakes, snakes, spiders, and roller coasters, and roller coasters. Roller coasters. Well, well, it's a long story, but I had I got 
motion sickness. I got a virus in college and started getting motion sickness. So fuck off. <laughs> Go ahead, laugh. Okay, oh, don't, don't mind if I do, sir. <laughs> Anyway, I get no enjoyment now out of roller coasters, so there you go. Oh, you get no enjoyment of them, or you you hate them? There's a difference. Well, I, like... I hate them. Be- well, I um, I hate them because I get no enjoyment from them, and I and then if I go on one, the the whole experience leading up to getting in the car and, and starting the ride is the most torturous experience for me because all I can think about is how I felt when I got that inner ear infection in college and it felt like a roller coaster that would never stop and I couldn't stop throwing up all day and it's like wow I get no not only do I not get enjoyment out of this I, I feel like I did back in college and I hated it so there you go uh, my first concussion in my life was suffered on a roller coaster. Um, it was my, bir- I think it was my birthday back in 1986, and I was at Wonderland Park in Amarillo, Texas, where we lived at the time. And I think I was too short to get on the roller coaster, but my dad like kind of haggled with the guy and said, like, hey, come on, it's my son's birthday. Come on, it's my retarded son's birthday. Let him on the damn roller coaster. Come on. <laughs> And the guy's like, okay, but you have to, you have to like hold him, you know, you have to hold him or whatever. And like every turn, my dad would like fake let me go and go like, ah, <laughs> you, you know how like dads are and stuff like that. And he did it one too many times, and I just slammed my head into the steel <laughs> siding of the thing, and I was unconscious for like three days. And they were gonna almost call it a coma, but I woke up and went and ate a pop tart and went right back to sleep. And I had this, this gross looking, looked like, uh, looked like. Um, the yolk of an overly hard boiled egg. You know how it's kind of that that green gray outer skin that the yolk has of an egg you know what i'm talking about yeah, like, like right. when you boil it when you boil it too much like just one of those one of those growing out of my forehead and wow uh, mm-hmm. that the fucking things that dads make their kids do right. uh, it's like dads always kind of talk their sons into doing things uh-huh. uh because you know either it's fun for them or it's easier for them i remember one time i was sick this is not long after my parents got divorced and i was i'd gone to stay with my dad and i got sick and I don't think my dad had ever dealt with me sick by myself without my mother before. And uh, so his his um, solution was to go and get some children's Tylenol, you know, that liquid shit, and uh, have me drink some. And I told him. I He brought it, and he was like, here, have this. I was like, Dad, I, I can't have children's Tylenol. It's going to make me sick. And he goes, no, just just drink it. You're going to feel better. And I was like, Dad, I can't. It's going to make me sick. He's like, drink it, or I'm going to spank you. <laughs> Uh, so I was like, oh, fine. So I drank it, and immediately, like, it didn't even go down my throat. I just started throwing up all over the place. That's awesome. Red children's Tylenol shit all over the house. And uh, my dad has never – he's never forgotten that. And to my dad's credit, you know, he's got this big heart, so he immediately felt like shit. Yep. Um, but uh, he was just like, just do it. And then I did, and I threw up. Wow, but you're you're not you're not permanently damaged for it, and just like you know, I, yeah. I mean, luckily I got I got through my ordeal permanently damaged. Um, not not permanently damaged, you know. There's no no really lasting trauma, but it reminds me of the first concussion I ever had, which was in 1986. I think it was on my birthday at Wonderland Park in Amarillo, Texas. Uh, <laughs> and I think I was too short to get on the roller coaster, and my dad kind of haggled think, with the guy. I think you might said, have told us this story before. Said um, said what what was, what's that, President Carter? What's that? <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, that, that's too much. All right. Uh, hey, you know what we ought to do? What's that? Because I'm excited uh, to let, let's uh, let's walk down the hall. Let's step into JD's office. Oh yeah, let's get all right on in here. Uh, oh, I know who this is. Look who's here. That's uh, that's James, the Godfather of Roll Brown of the Family Dinner. James, how you doing? I'm doing all right, Adam. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, I want to say Mazel Tov. Uh, listen to me. Look at me. You 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 screw you screw around with a Jewish chick or two, and you start saying shit like that. Um, look, uh, you congratulations to you and the family dinner. You just did your 500th show ever. Wow. Isn't that awesome? That is a lot of improv. It yeah. is a lot of improv. It's yeah, a lot of making it up on the spot. Yes, Five. As we as we went along. 500, no, 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 no. Uh, 500 shows, <laughs> 500 shows, and six of them funny. That's good, man. Way to go, James. I, I would say I'm, seven. I'm, <laughs> well, I would actually say 147, to be exact, but <clears throat> anyway. Jeez, let, me, let me guess. Is that the number of shows that you did for them, Adam Wilson? Nate, you know me like you know the back of my hand. That's right. That's right. That's what? really no. disturbing. Nice and limp. James, tell us how the show went. And tell us how really... tell us how things are, whatever. Oh yeah, the show went really well. Um, we had uh, a large large enough audience. Uh, there was somebody's birthday, and they came and brought a bunch of friends. It was great. Oh great! 
we did some of the traditional things. We did uh, House of the Rising Sun and Family Dinner, and we did a game called Off the Wall that was all about uh, Walmart, I think. Mm-hmm. We just did you know scene after scene about Walmart for five minutes. Um, oh, it sounds then, terrible. Okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> some of them weren't literally about Walmart. Some of them were about stores where you buy walls or you know a guy named Mart that you know leaned up against a wall all the time or something like that. I see. Um, wow. And, yeah, and then... Ended up with a traditional Irish drinking song. The crowd laughed. They gave us money, and then uh, we had cookie cake. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, if wow. there's if there's anything I know about uh, improv groups that do 500 or more shows, it's blowjobs aplenty. Am I right, James? Oh yeah. Good. Excellent. How um, many did you give? <laughs> oh. 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 Nate, now. nice timing by you, Nate. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's what happens when I'm tired. The, the one, the, the, yeah, yeah. You were, you, Nate, like, now I'm going to pick on you for that because you just that was a good zinger there. And you're like, oh, i got to warn you, Adam. I might be sleeping when we record Monday morning. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Just fucking show up. Well, I, can, I am tired, I just, but you never know what you're going to get. You could pretend not to be tired for an hour. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on, shall we? <laughs> well, when you came in, you said Mazel Tov, and I thought you were referring to the fact that one of our number had just gotten engaged. One of, our, one of who? To a Jew? Uh, no. No, I'm not. Uh-huh. Are you talking about me? I'm not engaged. Or, wait, James, are you, what, what happened? Who got engaged? No, one of the family dinner. Who? Uh, Seth Hartley. Is he Jewish? Uh, not that I know of, although he has a big Name nose. like Hartley? He has a big nose, you said? Is that what you said? <laughs> and did you I say, did. Are, are you saying Nina Hartley? Uh, uh, Nate, did you say Nina Hartley? No, I said, I said no, not with a name like Hartley. No, he's oh. not a Jew. <laughs> well, you know, well, you know where my head is, guys. Anyway, um... <laughs> The, uh, yeah, we, yes, we do. Uh, um, you could be. Well, hold on. Your name. First off, your name could be. Uh, you know, um, uh, Will Banks, and you could be Jewish because your mom. You know, it's not. It's your mom. You know what I mean. Your mom makes you Jewish, and mm-hmm. you're not. You probably don't have her name. You know. So. All right, that's fair. We don't have to talk about Jewish law right now. I mean, we're in. We're yeah. talking about theater and film, so we're basically talking about Jewish <laughs> law, but. You know. <laughs> Um, so, uh, but James, uh, tell us quickly, and I know you've told us on, uh, on, um, like Tootin' Tuesday, but, uh, what's coming up on October 15th that you're doing? It is October 15th, yes? Uh, uh, yeah, it is October 15th. Uh, we'll be at the Manship Theater starting at 7 o'clock. We'll be showing Leprechaun, and not only will we be showing it, we'll be lampooning it. It, it is a spoof night, is what they're calling it. Yeah, I'm um, so jealous, I'm so jealous that you guys are doing this, and I- do, I'm I a Leprechaun! Uh-huh. Yeah, very good name. Yeah, anyway, good. Anyway, um- so we're doing it, you know, kind of like the Mystery Science Theater, or Master Pancake type of thing, where we'll be on the stage with the microphones. And now I'm talking like Bill Cosby. We're on the stage with the microphone and mm-hmm. doing the thing. <laughs> and uh, we'll also be doing a few improv skits in the middle of that. So mm-hmm. we'll stop the movie, do a skit or a sketch, and then move on. It's amazing, James. I th- James, I think you're the first um, actually black person, other than Keenan Thompson, I've ever heard do an impression of Bill Cosby. And <laughs> you just did the worst impression of Bill Cosby I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Shit, I think I could do a better Bill Cosby than that. No, I don't. Uh, I think I, I think Ennis Cosby right now could do a better impression oh. of Bill Cosby. Oh. Oh, too soon. That was like 1990. <laughs> too soon. That guy, he he died before Michael Jordan's dad did, for God's sake. <laughs> Still too soon. Way too soon. Um. Uh. Anyway. Um. <laughs> Wait, isn't the guy who played Leprechaun, isn't that uh, the dude who played Willow? Yeah, it's Warwick Davis. He was also Look one of the that. Ewoks in Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the, the the dudes in Harry Potter. Yes, he was Professor Flitwick. And yeah. he was the uh, the goblin that uh, at the bank at Gringotts. Did he also what? make a cameo in episode one of Star Wars? He did. He was uh, in the pod racing scenes. I, I don't know how I know that because I fucking hate Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Well, Amen. I I'm with and I just I just knew that. Mm-hmm. He played. He played one of Anakin's little friends, and he was also right. one of the audience members. Um, yeah, that's it. That's what I was. That's what, what I. What a career! What a career this man Indeed. has had. He's, he's like. Well, he's got his own TV show now. It's like Life is Short or something like that. Oh yeah, isn't that's that a Ricky right. Gervais show or something? Or something. Yeah. Uh, okay. He's like the Clint Howard of midgets. Okay. He. Um, he uh, that's exactly right. I would. That's a perfect, perfect way to say it. Okay. So <laughs> let's let's review. What's the show? What's the show called? What's the performance call that you're doing on October 15th? Does it have a proper title, or are you just showing the Leprechaun and there's no like title of the pr- presentation? Well, it's called uh, Family Dinner or the Manship Theater and Family Dinner present Spoof Night. Um, that's how the Manship Theater is promoting it. So. Great. 
And this is October 15th. What day of the week is this? This is Tuesday. Tuesday, October the 15th at 7 p.m. Uh, East uh, Central Standard yes, Time. I think I think we're falling back. I think it's Standard Time at that point. So uh, Central Time, 7 p.m. Uh, and how much is admission to this show? Ten bucks. Oh, ten dollars. Okay, great. Uh, and uh, Hootenears, go to facebook.com slash family dinner improv to get more information on that. That is one of the coolest things you can do in Baton Rouge. First off, you support one of the coolest venues in Baton Rouge and the coolest group in Baton Rouge, the family dinner. And congratulations, James, on your five hundredth show. Thank you. I love living in Baton Rouge. It's like one big suburb. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, Nate, what have you been watching this week? You got any movies you've been seeing? Uh, well, I did. Uh, I did, as I mentioned briefly last week, I did go and see Insidious Part Two, or as we like to call it, Insidious. Um, <laughs> I I didn't go to Compton because, like I said, I couldn't get anybody to go with me, and mm-hmm. I sure wasn't going to go by myself. Uh, so the uh, the Bicoastal Hootenanny Scurry Movie Challenge still stands. So hopefully, there's another horror movie coming out before the end of the season. Um, Insidious Part 2 was fun. I'll put it this way. It wasn't as scary as the first one. It wasn't as good as the first one, but uh, it was good. I had an encounter. Mm-hmm. I might as well have been in Compton, though, to a certain degree, because I sat behind. Now, this this has really pissed me off because it wasn't a full theater. As a matter of fact, it was probably only about 20% full. Uh, and, of course, three people of uh, – let's how, how do I put this politely? Uh, uh, let's say Middle Eastern descent. Mm-hmm. Um, sat right in front of me and decided that instead of watching the movie, they were going to text uh, people and get on Facebook and talk to each other as though they were in a coffee shop the entire movie. And every time I wanted to say something to these people, uh, the the friends that I was with, which included a couple of girls who were scared of what would happen if I said anything, stopped me from doing so. And uh, I had to sit there as a result just like listening to the all throughout the movie. I mean, James, Nate, I mean, you guys know as well as I do. That is the most, probably the most persisting stereotype of Middle Eastern women. They can't shut up in the theater. They can't get off their cell phone in the theater. They drive really slow. They keep talking about reparations all the time. They won't shut up about how great Obama is. Fucking Middle Eastern women. So tired of it. Middle Eastern women? Yeah. Yeah, sure. What? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> no, it was it was a very frustrating time. I, I I was able to I was able to enjoy the movie despite all that, but um, you know, there, there's part of me, it, it, I would have said something anyway if I felt like I had my friends were gonna have my back, but I didn't think that they would, and there was three of them, and I was like, fuck, all right, Man. all right, I'm just gonna shit, sit here and take it like a bitch because my <laughs> bitch friends won't have my back. <laughs> You do have some shitty friends, man. I, <laughs> I know. I know. Like, what? If this was back in Baton Rouge, we wouldn't have to say anything. Mm-hmm. We would have just scuffled. You know, same thing yeah. in New Orleans. But this is Los Angeles. Everybody's soft out here. Soft with a capital S. Soft. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's, that's, that's all I got for you. Well, hey, James, what have you seen lately? Uh, I just saw Prisoners this past weekend. Cool. What's that all about? It's about prisoners. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's about these two families. They each get um, have a, each have a daughter. The daughters are friends. They're like you know, six or eight years old. It's hard to I don't know how to judge how old a child is apparently. But anyway, the the two daughters disappear, and Hugh Jackman says, <laughs> "I think it was this guy," and so he kidnaps this other guy to try and interrogate him. And it's about two and a half hours of him, you know, torturing Paul Dano. And oh. and while Jake Gyllenhaal is looking for the you know the the children all over this small Pennsylvania town, oh, so it's a torture film. Uh, it's not it's not as bad as all that. Like you don't usually oh. see some of the terrible things that happen, but uh, oh, it's, well, then it's, what's it's, the point? There are strong implications. Well, it's it's actually a pretty uh, gripping tale about oh uh, parenthood and oh tr- you know what you would do to you know get your daughter back and. People what waging a war on God, that kind of thing. Oh, look at that! That sounds like I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't see anything lighthearted. Be like, oh, it's about these lampoonish people, and they're throwing pies at each other. <laughs> do they make those anymore? <laughs> I'm sure they do. I just don't go see them. Uh, okay, all right. But yeah, it was actually uh, really good. I really enjoyed it. Adam, have you seen anything? 
No. Uh, well, no, okay, well, I've been slammed with work. September is a really brutal month for me. October really kind of lightens up, so I'll be uh, getting back to watching Elvis movies in chronological order, and uh, I'll let you know. I'll let you know how follow that dream goes, um, <laughs> and the fl- flaming star, <laughs> and uh, and of course yeah. my personal favorite, Kissing Cousins. Anyway, so. Um, and, uh, one one thing that uh, maybe you could put into JD's office is that uh, this week I may I there's a chance I might be able to get to to meet Bob Euchre. No, oh, how about that? Yeah, holy Mary. Yeah, so he's one of my favorites. Uh, he's one of the funniest uh, guys ever. Are you just gonna get to meet him through your work? Yeah, that's possible. So lovely. I'll uh I'll have I'll have a story to tell about jizzing my pants if I meet him. <laughs> All right, listen, don't come on this show. And talk about Bob Euchre, unless you talk to him about his brief stint to the WWF. Oh, right. He's in the, you know, he's in the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> he, as well, he should be. And uh, if you, I don't want to hear a single story about Bob Euchre from you next week, unless mm-hmm. it includes the WWF at some point. All right. I'll do what I can. Um, no, I, 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 I need you to do better than you can. All right. I'll, I'll do better than I can. Thank well. you. <laughs> That'll be great. Uh, but hey, let's let's step out because we got to take a break. We got plenty to talk about in the second segment, so let's step out of JD's office, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get back with some uh, some news and some sports in our second segment. Sound good, guys? It's awesome. Good, James. You want to stick around for the second part? Yeah, me as well. You want to pick some ball games and first down at balls? You want to do that too? You know, now that you ask me, that seems like a good idea. What a gamer. James, the godfather of Joel Brown from The Family Dinner, is here with us. And we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Bicoastal Hootenanny, starring Nate and Adam. Is it scorching outside? Is your throat parched? Well, if you have a dollar, you can get a snowball from Emily Snowballs in Bowling Green, Kentucky. We're only 2,070 miles from Hollywood and 865 miles from Brooklyn, New York. We have over 50 flavors and three different types of cream to choose from. We're open seven days a week on the corner of 31W Bypass and Cabell Drive. Hope to see you soon. Here at the Redstrick Podcast, we're more than just a trio of debased guys drinking and swearing into a microphone. We also explore more enlightened topics like science and technology. If they could put the technology of a woman saying, come in my pussy, into intergalactic space travel, we would have colonized the universe by now. So join us every week for the Redstrick Podcast on iTunes or at theredstick.com. Dropping science like Galileo dropped the orange. Welcome back to the Bicoastal Hootenanny, starring Nate and Adam. Adam Tootenanny Wilson over here in Brooklyn, New York. Nathan Frizzell over there in Hollywood, California. And in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, that's James, the godfather of Joel Brown from The Family Dinner, who recently celebrated their 500th show. Congratulations. Mazel tov to all of you Jews and Gentiles alike. Um, uh, James, uh, over under 500 more shows for The Family Dinner. Um, yes. Okay, uh, James, this is not a gamble. Okay. Uh, my guess was, do you think you'll reach 1,000? Yes. You think you'll be in there? I mean, you'll be 50 years old at that point, I think. <laughs> no. Holy shit, I will. You've been in the group nine years. I have. Mike Honoré's been Since... in the group 10 years. Can you? Mike Honoré's been in the group 10 years. Yes. Lord. Jesus. These are true facts. Anyway. Nice. Uh, it's funny, Nate. I was gonna, we were gonna have you in the group, Nate, but you skipped out and moved out to Los Angeles to chase your dreams of becoming a highly successful actor. And um, uh, I hope it was fucking worth it. I hope that Coors Light <laughs> commercial and that Veronica Mars episode was worth it, Nate. You know, uh, financially, uh, it was. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I I don't know if I'm fulfilled as a person as much as I would have been <laughs> if I'd stuck around, but uh, I'm certainly richer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, you've befriended the spiders of the wild and 
Apparently, it could, apparently that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know what else is a beautiful thing? What's that? Nick the Cohen. Probe, starring Nathan Frizzell. Welcome to the Probe, where we go deep. I'm your resident probester, Nathan Frizzell. Hey, Adam. Hey, James. Yes. Hey, do what? you do you remember Hiccup Girl? Yeah, vaguely. What about her? She was the girl who gained brief fame in 2007 from suffering from constant hiccups. Yeah. Uh, you know, she was that girl. She was on like she made like the rounds of like the Today Show and Good Morning America. She who she just couldn't stop hiccuping. It was like constant hiccups. Mm-hmm. Well, she in jail. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Mee. What, what, she, what 20, she had did. But age tw- Jennifer Mee, age 22, was found guilty Friday of first degree murder. <gasps> That's right. She wept after the verdict was read in a, wait for it, Florida court, sometimes holding her head in her hands. She sobbed some more as she was let out of the room for a jail cell. Pinellas County Judge Nancy Motley sentenced her to life in prison without parole and informed her she had 30 days to appeal. Apparently, Hiccup Girl met Shannon Griffin, who's a dude, on a social networking site, then lured him to a vacant home days later. Me led Griffin around to the back where two men, Laurel Rayford and Lamont Newton, were armed and waiting, authorities said. Griffin died after being shot multiple times with a 38 caliber revolver. They robbed him and fled. Now, what I want to know is, if you, if you watch this video of, the, of this girl on the Today Show... Just like what she's sitting in this interview and she can't stop stop hiccuping. Like every word she says is interrupted by a hiccup. Mm-hmm. That would drive me insane. Right. I would I would just kill myself. Right. Yeah. Well, I would if I were her attorney, I would have said, "Look, Your Honor, this bitch is crazy." Yeah. Uh, I just look at her. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's like just uh, can we just call it a day? Mm-hmm. Maybe get her some help. You know. And, um, and hey, congratulations, women's movement, because before the women's movement, literally any woman under any circumstances could plead insanity, and we would all totally buy it, you know, like all yeah, of us. So true. good job. Mission accomplished, women. Way to go. <laughs> like, certainly there was a case somewhere in the South in the 30s where a woman killed her husband, and her defense attorney got up and said, Your Honor, my client was on her premenstrual syndrome. Case dismissed. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Priest Smith, say no more. Oh, say no Lord. more, sir. I, I, get, no more. I, I always get the vapors when talking about that red devil. <laughs> My wife herself was a victim of the Crimson Tide. Yeah. So, congratulations, women. You now have to clock in 40 hours a week, and you have to be held accountable for your actions. But hold on. This is this is bullshit, Nate. You know this is a, this is like an Onion article, right? Uh, no, it is not. Hold onion. on, hold on. You're telling me that a white person was actually convicted of a crime in Florida? Can you believe that? Hold on, but the media tells me that the only that the only people that the white people always get off. Uh, well, they do, uh, <laughs> but not uh-huh. not who? No, it's not. Uh, it's not uh, not in this case. They apparently not. Maybe maybe Jennifer Mee's a little mix. I don't know. <laughs> what's your, what's her, your, her, wait, hold on. The, what were the names of the guys that she uh, that she had killed this guy? Well, there you go. I mean, uh, <laughs> her two her two uh, so associates. What was, what was Lamont or something? Laron and Lamont. <laughs> <laughs> I should not be laughing. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. This, this reminds me. Holy shit. This is, this is one of the funniest stories I'll, that I've ever heard in my life. Okay. Did uh, you start with Trayvon Martin? Uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> my old girlfriend had a younger sister. And uh, Hot. Gerald... My friend Gerald, who is a black guy, he's the guy that I'm friends with, so that people can't Gerald. Call yeah, you Gerald. So it's he's the oh yeah, you know Gerald, uh, Nate. You've known him as long as I have, but he he's the guy I hang out with, so people can't call me racist. Um, <laughs> he was really into my girlfriend's little sister. Was really attracted to her, mm. uh, and she's a bit surprise, yo- surprise. Right. By the way, well, she was a bit young, and then she went off. She went off to college, and he was like, ah, oh, she went off to college, and I didn't get to hit that. Oh, fuck, my life, <laughs> my life couldn't possibly get even worse. Okay, now remember, Gerald's black. It's important to the story. It actually is. So then, um, a couple months later, I get some news back from uh, from this little girl who's in uh, college, and uh, I say, hey, Gerald. Uh, I hear your girl, uh, your girl's seeing somebody at college, and he's like. Oh no! Oh really? I was like, "Yeah." Would you like to know this uh, gentleman's name that she's that she's seeing? <laughs> would you Would you like me to tell you his name, sir? And Gerald was like, "Okay, what's his name?" And I said, "Laderick." <laughs> no! 
some of the funniest moments of my life. Uh, that's hysterical. I could see Gerald's like just like the color like dropping out of his face and just like sad, sad Gerald. You know? So, uh, so that's your top story, Nate. That's your top that story. Is the, that is the hard hitting top story. And to lead in my next story, Adam James. Yes. Give yes. me one word to describe how you feel about Michael Vick. Black. The person. Black. Not black, Adam. You have to use something besides black, you racist son of a bitch. Well, I would, but James is here. I don't want to say it in front of him. Oh. Nigger. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You have just taken this show. This is this is a respectable show, sir. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm flabbergasted. Uh, what? Uh, all right, fine. I'm what, just going to move on. What's the going, reason I no, this is great. This is this is great. This is how where we are in society. A white guy's really uncomfortable. The black guy saying nigger. Um, this is awesome. Okay. Hey, I'm Nate. blushing. If you could see me, I'm I'm red as a beet over here. Nate, tell I'm, me. I'm tell I'm me about laughing really hard. I can't even talk. What, what's up with Michael Vick? Anyway, well, up? the reason I ask you how you feel about him is because one man. It feels the way you do. You I don't really under. I don't know. Uh, Gordon Shell has officially issued a challenge to Michael Vick to fight him in a MMA-style pay-per-view match that would raise money for animal rescue groups. Mm -hmm. And, he says, would also satisfy those who believe the now Philadelphia Eagles quarterback jail sentence sentence and fines have not been punishment enough. Oh, by the way, Gordon Shell is a recently retired MMA fighter. Mm According to one fan site, Shell retired at the end of 2011 with a with an 80 and one professional MMA record, and now says to Vic, "If you truly want redemption, if you truly want to be free, people want to see you bleed." At the end of the fight, I'm going to grab the microphone and just announce to all the animal advocates, "Okay, this man has actually stepped up. We're both bleeding. He's bleeding. He's felt like what it's like to be a dog, except he's still alive. We haven't electrocuted him, but." He stepped up. Now we have to let him finally be free. Well, there you go. No, no, no word from the Vic camp yet about whether or not they're going to accept this challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have an opinion on this. Uh, James, would you like to go first since you are our guest? Uh, no, because mine is just going to be like, I think he should do it because he's a bad person and he should make up for it and his agent should tell him to do it because it could only you know, enhance his public image. You think this would enhance Michael Vick's public image? <laughs> um, or, in certain quarters, yeah. Or your, I think that that's saying more about it, Michael Vick's public image than it is about yeah. anything else. Because I, I don't think he's very popular, uh, yeah. except except in Philadelphia. <laughs> what do you What do you um, What do you think, Nate? Uh, I don't have a very high opinion of Michael Vick. As a matter of fact, I I kind of rejoice when he fucks up in games now. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I feel like with every interception he throws or every, you know, fumble, he lets go or every injury, his career is getting shorter. That being said, I don't think that this will do anything to help him or animal rights activists. I, I think he's just going to remain who he is. Mm-hmm. I think, I think if he really wanted, you know, if they really wanted to punish him or like, you know, make him do something more fitting they would, he would be there to like train attack dogs and he would be like the the dummy guy that like dresses up in the dog proof suit and lets the dogs attack him like for you know 30 days or 60 days or something Mm -hmm. like that um what do you think adam go uh are we completely unaware that the guy did spend two years in jail do we do we just not know that we are aware of this right all of us well well but here's the thing uh-huh. It wasn't a. It wasn't a volunteer. He didn't voluntarily go to jail for two years, and the 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 any uh, apology that he issued just did not seem gen- genuine, you know. And it's just like you know, you can go to jail, and you deserve a second chance when you get out. Yeah. But I think that that's still. I think you still are that person, you know. <laughs> really? He still. He still. Well, he still has a stigma. Yeah. Right. I mean, yes. I mean, I I forgot that he, I actually forgot that he went to jail. But now that you say that, I was like, oh sure. yeah, that's sure. Years. He has a stigma of a convicted felon. He'll always have that. Okay. Great. Well, yeah. He, well, more than like ha- having a stigma of the convicted felon. I mean, his is associated with a crime. I mean, rapists and robbers and you know animal abusers all have different you know 
uh-huh. different kinds of reputations when they get out. If you if you like robbed a bank and you're out, you know people are more willing to be like, oh, come on back into society. But if you rape someone, that's you know, like, oh, you raped someone, you you violated someone's personal human rights. Right. And for people who you know respect the lives of dogs, which is most people in the country, they're going to be they're all they're going to see when they look at you is like, oh, you you used to you know make dogs hurt themselves and each other, and you're a terrible person. Right. So, okay, so we will continue seeing him that way, right? And then that, I mean, like, what? I here's what. Yeah. What's, what's this fighter's name? What's this guy's Gordon name? Gordon Shell. Gordon Shell. Okay, now, uh, fuck him. Fuck this guy. Now we'll get to Vic in a second, but fuck this guy for for being narcissistic enough to say, yeah, uh, to 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 claim this moral authority over this situation that's done. Like it's it's uh, where he says, hey, you know, if you really want redemption. Yeah, then you'll have to you'll have to answer to me. Like, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck is he? No, he's right. he's no nobody. He's no more than me or you or James or anybody. You, who you don't you didn't you don't have a law degree. You didn't. You're not a judge. Go fuck yourself. You're not the you're not the warden. That we. I mean, we he 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 passed through the courts. He was uh, he was given a sentence. It was two years. Is it light? That's a matter of opinion. I don't know. I really don't. I I, I don't have too much of an opinion on that. Uh, I do not like Michael Vick. I've always kind of thought he was a smartass. He's cousins with Allen Iverson, who's a huge prick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the apple doesn't fall far from whatever tree they from which they fell. Uh, but, what, are you saying he came from a tree? Adam, uh, you saying he came from a tree? Uh, you racist son of a... I will, I will walk off this program right uh, now. Actually, oh, I, thought that was a, I thought that was a creationist comment. Well... Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, I th- well actually well I think by getting out of jail uh, by merely by serving two years I think he escaped a tree in a in a sense but um, uh, I th- look we 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 judged him we sentenced him and he has fulfilled that sentence other than I think there's some he's in some probationary period at this point. And what does he do now regarding his offense? The thing he does, and yes, it is, I think it is mandated, but the thing he does now is uh, put something positive into the issue right. of animal, animal, uh, not animal rights, but animal cruelty and things like that. Yes. Uh, I do think, I, you know, I don't know how many dogs he killed. Uh, it is possible that when it when all is said and done, his bottom line will be positive in that, well, it's, did he, is he, did he affect the, you know, did he indirectly uh, re- result in the, the killing of more dogs or the saving of more dogs? It's probably, I'm going to guess, more dogs will be saved because of this whole story and because of the things he does. Not willingly, but the bottom line is positive, which is a rare, um, a rare uh, endorsement I might give for our correctional system. He's not. This is this is an example of a person being corrected. Obviously, like dog fighting is not like a problem that once you get out of jail, like you get a hankering for some dog fighting. Like if you're a crackhead and then you get out of jail, you probably want some more crack. If you are a child molester and you get out of jail, you probably still are into kids. If you dog fighting something he did for fun, uh, you could do a lot of things for fun, like crack or molesting children. He can replace dog <laughs> fighting with anything. It's just I just don't think that he's a problem at this point. I, I I think this fucker, what's this fucking stupid fighter's name? I think he's he's a bully. He's that's all he is. He's trying to be a bully. That's all. Yeah, but I like I said, I, I don't think that this benefits Vic in any way to, to to accept this challenge. It's not going to. By the way, let's say let's say let's say he steps into the ring with Gordon's shell and he beats the shit out of him. Like suddenly, you know, it's like well. That really didn't accomplish anything, did it? That, that um, uh, I think that would be hilarious. Um, yeah, and and <laughs> and not that. And, and again, this is not this. Like I, I don't like Michael Vick, but I think I think that guy maybe deserve. I, I think people like that deserve an ass whooping. I don't know. I I, I think there. Yeah. I think this this is unnecessary. Like it's over. The Michael Vick thing is over. We he went to jail. He he's he did his sentence. It's just like why don't we? Why don't Mitt, uh, the same reason why Mitt Romney and Barack Obama don't have a presidential debate tonight is the same reason that Michael Vick shouldn't step in the ring with this guy and he's going to ignore this guy because it's over. It's in the past. You're grinding an axe that's already been ground down into bluntness. It's over. Get the fuck right, over like, it. L- 
legally, legally, Michael Vick has nothing left to do. He has nothing left to prove. He's fulfilled his, you know, his penalty, his punishments. Uh, I, but by the same, he token, never bit, never bitched about, never had anything bad to say about it. Just took it like a man and fucking did it, and that was it. Like, what else? Right. What else do you wanted to do? Like, he, well, but he by the same it. token, though, I do understand some people. Like, I do understand people who don't forgive him, you know, on a personal level. Um, so but, don't, uh, so don't forgive him. But you, exactly. you, have, you have no moral ground on which to stand. While you have, there is no reason you should be sitting in your ivory tower made of soapbox shaped high horses and say like, well, then you have to fight me, man. You have to fight. No, you, no, fuck you. You're nothing. Yeah. You don't mean. You don't matter. It's right. over. You, you're not involved in this story, you piece of shit fighter. Fuck him. There you go. And that oh. was the pro. It was the probe. I'm angry. You're, you got angry. Look at you. Let's end the show. Let's just not, let's not do anything else. No, no. What? Because okay, good night. now it's time. James, James, you stay on this show, damn it. Oh, what? Hello? God. Mate, are you there? James, what are you doing? Are you trying James to go might, away? James might be no, the worst guest we've ever had. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm just giving you the shit. Adam. Yes. Show us your balls. Welcome to Balls. I'm Adam Tootin' Wilson, America's Balls Caster. Guys, yesterday was an interesting day. I was at Yankee Stadium, and I saw Mariana Rivera Day. You know who Mariana Rivera is, don't you, James? Maybe. I don't of course. Know. Yes. Uh, Nate, same question. No. You don't know who Mariana <laughs> I, I suspect he's Latino. Uh, yes, he's from Panama. Um, I knew that. Right. And no, that is not a spring break destination for... 16-year-olds. I'm talking oh, about Oh, not Panama country. City. That's correct. I'm talking about... He's uh, Panamanian. Yes, he is Panamanian. He is a Panamaniac. Um, they got that big canal down there. That's correct. Uh, John McCain was born there. I know a girl like that. Yeah, nice. Oh. Very good, sir. Uh, look, uh, Mariano Rivera, Major League Baseball all-time saves leader, the greatest closer in the history of the game, had a day, uh, had his, uh, his number retired at Yankee Stadium, which is a bit ironic and redundant since the number 42 is already retired baseball-wide, 42, uh, having been worn by Mr. Jackie Roosevelt Robinson. And uh, Mariano, the, the, anybody who, you know, when, in, in 1997 when the, the number was retired, Everybody who did wear 42 at, at that present time was kind of grandfathered in, and Major League Baseball said, okay, you can wear 42, but when you retire, you, know, you, you can wear 42 until you retire. No new players can wear 42. Mariano Rivera is the last one. So uh, we're coming up on the final days of anybody regularly wearing a number 42 in baseball. Uh, I got a bit starstruck when I saw Rachel Robinson at Yankee Stadium yesterday helping unveil the the pinstriped 42. Rachel Robinson, widow of Jackie. Uh, I I thought I've always admired her, and uh, God, the years have been kind to her. Um, How old is she now? She's like eighty something, and she. Jeez. First of all, I well, first of all, if you watch Ken Burns' documentary called Baseball, she's in it a bunch, and she's like, I mean, she must be sixty in it, but she looks forty. Like she has always looked good for her age. Um, she's you know, black she, don't crack. She looks better than the actress who portrayed her in the movie 42, that cornball <laughs> piece of shit movie. Anyway, uh, <laughs> did not do justice to anything at all. Um, uh, so a lot of a lot of Yankee greats, you know, former manager Joe Torre showed up. Jorge Posada was there. Uh, you know, of course, Joe Girardi and Derek Jeter, who are currently with the club, were there. Um, and do you, James, do you know what... Whenever Mariano Rivera enters a baseball game, do you know what usually happens? Do you know how this goes? Um, do they play Wild Thing? No, they play a song that you like. They play Enter Sandman. Oh, yes, yes, him, that guy, yes. And Metallica was there to play Enter Sandman. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so I saw Metallica yesterday. Nice. Um, uh, which was interesting, adding them to the list of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame members I've seen. Still holding out for John Mellencamp. Uh, the um, anyway, Metallica did suck. Actually, they, uh, I, I, it was because it it's kind of a TV deal. Like they were they were playing for TV, not for the fifty thousand people. Plus, you had a bunch of old guys sitting in the infield, so he didn't want to give them heart attacks or something. <laughs> yeah. Joe Torre sitting in the infield with his bald, with his Dan Aykroyd baldness, saying like, "What the hell is this crap?" You know, <laughs> things like that. Uh, so, Inter Sandman, but softly. 
Yes, uh, pretty much. <laughs> Enter Sandman, but you know the volume turned down. Like the volume turned down <laughs> enough that I could speak with my neighbor in a library voice uh, and be and be heard completely. Did they just do uh, the lullaby part? <laughs> yeah, that was it. The, <laughs> the really satanic part. Yeah, uh, where um. What do they say? The Lord's Prayer in that? Oh, no, no, no. no. If, say, if I, lay me down to sleep. Yeah, that's right. If I, I die before I wake. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, which makes it sort of satanic because it's Metallica. Anyway. Um, the, uh, and yesterday was the final appearance at, in Yankee Stadium um, for Andrew Eugene Pettit. Laragon Dungree, born in Baton Rouge. Andy Pettit uh, calls it a career at Yankee Stadium. And he pitched a good outing yesterday, but uh, he ended up getting the loss. But that was good seeing him uh, in his final in his final game at Yankee Stadium. Although I hate the Yankees, I do like Andy Pettit. Um, so that's good. Uh, enough of that. Let's get to let's get to that for which we are here. You guys ready? Let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> it is time for first down and balls. First, let's uh, let's go with the results from last week. Remember, we had uh, R. W. Smith. We call him Smitty. Uh, a lot of <laughs> Smitty got his ass kicked uh, because uh, his his Army Black Knights lost to my Wake Forest Demon Deacons. His North Carolina Tar Heels lost to my Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. His Louisiana Tech Bulldogs lost to your Nate's Kansas Jayhawks. His Indiana Hoosiers lost to my Missouri Tigers. His Houston Texans lost to Nate's Baltimore Ravens. His Green Bay Packers lost to Nate's Cincinnati Bengals. And his Atlanta Falcons lost to Nate's Miami Dolphins. Nate, you made a few errors yourself. Your West Virginia Mountaineers were shut out by Smitty's Maryland Terrapins. Your Arkansas Razorbacks blew a huge 24-7 lead in the third quarter to Smitty's Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Your San Diego Chargers lost to my Tennessee Titans. Your Minnesota Vikings lost to my Cleveland Browns. Your San Francisco 49ers really blew a home game against my Indianapolis Colts. And your New York Giants got pee hole raped by my Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I myself, what the hell? <laughs> I know. I myself made three errors first. I got all my college picks correctly, so bow down, nice. bitches. My Buffalo Bills <sighs> lost to Smitty's New York Jets, surprisingly. My St. Louis Rams lost to Smitty's Dallas Cowboys. Fuck you, Nate. And my West Monroe Rebels lost to Nate's Barb Buccaneers down in Lake Charles, surprisingly. <laughs> So what that means is uh, my Jesuit Blue Jays won uh, against yours or Smitty's Ponchatoula Strawberries. That's good. Cool. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, no uh, the, the, it wasn't was it, that wasn't Ponchatoula. It was uh, Central. Central Wildcats. Oh, that's oh that must have been the week before. Maybe, that's right. The Ponchatoula Tigers. Um, uh, uh, Ponchatoula Green Wave. Ponchatoula Green Wave. Sorry. So that means the score from last week. Um, the score from last week, I cleaned up. I got 14. Nate, you got three. Smitty, negative oh. one. Sorry, we're going to have to have Smitty on in November to redeem himself. Uh, this, uh, the season standings at this point, uh, I've got 20. Nate, you've got 13. Okay. So, um, you know, uh, but anything can right. happen. We've got plenty of time, plenty of football to be played, as they say. James Brown, you are here. You are an alumnus of the University of Oklahoma at Norman, which is a member of the Big Twelve, and so we're going to pick. Big, we're going to add Big Twelve uh, games for today, and uh, for obvious reasons, we're also going to add the SWAC to the list of games we'll pick. So, great! Uh, you should appreciate that. Now, you guys ready? Yep. James, you ready? Was that, was that a black joke? What do you? Uh, well, it's not a joke. <laughs> okay yes i'm ready okay uh james you were born first i was born second nate you were born three so one two three here is the random number random number is one james begin now i will take the I, my iowa state cyclones over nate's tulsa golden hurricanes i will take my southern methodist baptist protestants over uh. your adam wilson texas christian horn frogs <laughs> it's mustangs nate god damn it James Brown, I'll take my Oklahoma State Cowboys cowpokes over your West Virginia Mountaineers. I'll, of course, take my Oklahoma Sooners over the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. James, you're going to make that your walk of the straw. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the Big 12. Here we go to the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Nate, you have the board. Go towards James. All right. I will take my Prairie View A&M sissies over uh. yours. Stephen F. Austin Guys, that's Panthers over Lumberjacks, you stupid asshole. And me, yes. All right, I will take the Lamar Red Stars over the Grambling State Tigers. <laughs> that's Cardinals, James. Come on. Uh, Nate Frizzell, I'll take my Alabama State Hornets over your Alcorn State Braves. Well, that's just fine. I will take my Texas Southern Southerners over James's Alabama A&M Banjos. Tigers over Bulldogs, you dumbass. <laughs> I will take my Southern University Jaguars over... Uh, it was Adams Jackson State 
Jackson. Tigers. God damn it, James. Come on. I figured you would know all these, actually. Now just we should just start just guessing Tigers. Let's just start guessing Tigers yeah. because every every school's a Tiger that's tigers, not. Wildcats. Yeah. That's the Southwestern Athletic Conference on to the state of Louisiana. I have the board. I'm going towards James. James, I'll take my Army Black Knights over your Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. I will take my Tulane Green Wave over Nate's Louisiana Monroe Monrovians. Warhawks. God, how do you not know that? All right. I forget. That's the state I'm of Louisiana. Nate, we're going on to the Southeastern Conference. Nate, you've got the board. Go towards James. All right, James, I will take my Tennessee Volunteers over your South Alabama Hicks. Jaguars. Jaguars. God damn it. I will take my Missouri Tigers, Adam, over your Arkansas State um, Clintons. <laughs> Red Wolves. Jesus. Okay. Uh, Nathan Brazell, I'll have my Vanderbilt Commodores over your Alabama Birmingham UAB Blazers. That's fine. I will take my South Carolina Gamecocks over James's Central Florida Gator Wannabes. Golden Knights! Fuck! I will take my Florida Gators over your Adams Kentucky Jayhawks. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? What? Are you, are you dead serious? Oh, Kentucky Wildcats. Wildcats. I was thinking Kansas. I'm Jesus, James. <laughs> you should. Why did you call him out on that? I just, I just fucking did. Nate, I'll take my Texas A&M Aggies over your Arkansas Razorbacks. That's fine. I'm going to take my Alabama Crimson Tide over your James's Mississippi. Oh, shit. Uh, that's all this. That's all this. Rebel, rebels. Rebel people. <laughs> God, yes, the rebels. <laughs> I will take. Excuse me. I will take my Louisiana State University Fighting Tigers over your Adams Bulldogs of Georgia. And James, nice. you're going to make that your shoe in on the straw. And on to the NFL. I've got the board. I'm going towards James. James, for tonight's Monday night game, I'm going to take my Denver Broncos over your Oakland Raiders. Yeah, easy. Pick, okay, uh, Nate, I'm going to take my San Francisco 49ers over your St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Rams! <laughs> this, isn't Jesus. this isn't 1983, James, you old piece of shit. All right, go, Nate. All right, I will take Adam. I will take my Baltimore Ravens over your Buffalo Bills. <laughs> St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> what fucking decade is this, James? Jesus. <laughs> oh, they haven't been the St. Louis Cardinals since before the 13th Amendment, you idiot. Okay, James. I'll take my Cincinnati Bengals over your Cleveland Browns. What? Okay. Uh, I will take my Indianapolis Colts over Nate Yard, Jacksonville Jaguars. And I will take Adam Wilson, my shit. This is a hard pick. I'm going to take my worthless New York Jets over your worthless Tennessee Titans. James, I'll take my Houston. Uh, no, uh, James, I'll take my Seattle Seahawks over your Houston Texans. Oops. <laughs> uh, Nate, I will take my Kansas City Chiefs over your New York Giants. Ugh, why am I getting all the shitty games? I, Adam, I'll Just... take my fucking Pittsburgh Steelers over your Minnesota Vikings. Uh, in the London game. James, in I'll have... old foggy London town. That's right. <laughs> James, I'll have my Denver Broncos over your Philadelphia Eagles. All right. Uh, Nate, I'll take my Oakland Raiders over your Washington uh, racial slurs. Yes. Oh. Well, Adam, I will take my Dallas Cowboys over your San Diego Chargers. James Brown, I'm going to take my New England Patriots over your Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, said it. All right. Uh, Nate, I'm going to take my Chicago Bears over your Detroit Lions. That's just fine. Adam Wilson, I'm going to take my Tampa Bay Buccaneers over your Arizona Cardinals. That's the NFL. <laughs> Quick note, Hootenears, uh, we're taking the Saints game off the board because it is the – it is, wait, did you get the mascots right? I hope you did. Uh, we're taking the Saints game off the board because it's the Monday night game. We'll be picking that one next week. On to the LHSAA. Each of us has one pick to make. I've got the board. I'm going towards Nate. Nate, I'm going to take my West Monroe Rebels over your airline Vikings. That's fine. I'm going to take my Jesuit Blue Jays over James's Pensacola Beachgoers. Tigers. 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 I should have just seen. Yep, just told you. <laughs> Adam, I'm going to take uh, my Baton Rouge High Bulldogs to righteously defeat the Catholic High Bears in thumb wrestling. All right, and you're going to make that your locked shoe-in of the strong. And that was first down at balls. James, what the fuck is wrong with you? St. <laughs> Louis Cardinals? What sport are we talking about? <laughs> that was I. That was literally the worst faux pas in the history of this show. <laughs> Wow! Well, thank you for the comedic mileage. Yeah. Who do you, 
Who do, who are you picking in the World Series? The Brooklyn Dodgers over the New York Giants? <laughs> Jesus fuck! <laughs> Stupid ass. Uh, I don't know, Adam. I, I don't know, Adam. The, the Kansas City Athletics are looking pretty good this year. Okay, good job. Hey, how's the New Orleans Jazz doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate both of you. Uh, but hey, uh, look out next year because this draft is loaded. This NFL draft is loaded, and the Providence Steamroller have the first pick. Yeah, good job, everybody. Okay, and that was my ball. Wait, what? Huh? That wasn't my ball. I have Quite. an interesting story that goes in balls. Oh God, hurry up. Did you hear what happened to Rashad Johnson this week? Uh, yeah, you talking about the guy who uh, got his finger cut off? Yeah, fucking the Arizona Cardinals safety Rashad Johnson said Monday that he lost the top of his left middle finger just above the knuckle during Sunday's loss to the New Orleans Saints. He realized the significance of the injury when he pulled his hand out of his glove and the tip was still in it. So, you know, <laughs> just the tip. <laughs> He believes the injury occurred just before halftime during a t- punt return by the Saints' Darren Sproles. He's unsure how Who? it happened. And Who? Watch game film. Who? Darren Sproles. Thank you. Dazza realized he was hurt when he looked down and saw blood coming out of his glove. He was credited with three tackles in the Cardinals' 31 to 7 loss. <laughs> Good God. How do you lose your finger in football? How do you, lo- how do you lose your finger? Not, well, for, well, it's happened before. Ronnie Lott had his uh, finger cut off during a game, and then uh, he. Um, they had it reconnected after the game. Uh, no, how do you how do you lose a finger and not know it? That's the thing. Right, right, how, right. Is it adrenaline? I wonder. You know, is it just like you know, you know, you got so much blood pumping and you just oh I, oh that hurt. I, but, you I, don't I don't, think... but the thing is, if you got so much blood pumping, don't you you know that that seems like that would make the nerves more sense. I don't know that I can't. I, I don't know. I don't get it. No, adrenaline tends to like you'll you just like your brain just sort of brain just sort of blocks it out. You know, it's like okay. oh that hurt. What the fuck was that? Oh, fuck it. Let's go. Let's go. You that know. is uh, that is crazy. Uh, it it makes you wonder what else you could lose and not know it. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That is right. John Bobbitt. Okay. And those <laughs> were my still, thank God, attached to my body balls. Love it. Love it. James Brown. So we already uh, we already talked about your uh, upcoming uh, family dinner shows. Remind all our hootenears out there um, where we can find you on the internets, on the Twitter, and so forth. On the Twitter and so forth, you can check out Facebook.com slash Family Dinner Improv. You can uh, tweet us at at the Family Dinner. You can email us at FamilyDinnerImprov at gmail.com. And you can find us physically at Laser Tag of Baton Rouge, 5871 South Sherwood Forest Boulevard, every Friday night at 9 o'clock. There you and go. that is a that's a that's an age friendly show. You can all ages are invited to that show. Yes. Right. And if children show up, then we'll make it children friendly. If they don't, then we will not. Right. Uh, what if it's all Latinos who don't speak English? What do you do? Uh, just go around imitating Ricky Ricardo. You call the feds is what you do, James. <laughs> there it is. That was a trick question. You failed. Yeah. Yes. Boom. Because I proved myself so knowledgeable and wise in this episode. Yeah. Well, St. Louis Cardinals. All right. <laughs> I knew it didn't sound right when it came out of my mouth. St. Louis Cardinals with up, up, up and coming running back Jerry Stofall and head coach Gene Stallings. Yes. Uh, love it. Heading into Bush Stadium and waging waging war with the Los Angeles Rams. I'm sorry. What? Oh yeah, we're still we're doing a show here. Um, I've oh I'm I got I think I got some downtime. If I meet Bob Euchre, that's just gonna make my life. I don't know. You know hey, what you I got? Tell to, us about your show. Me? Yeah. I have a show. Didn't you? Didn't you just have a show? Uh, or, or no? You had the. Has the air sex happened yet? Do you ever listen? I when do. We, I when do. When we but act- I thought- First off, you you're not. This isn't you on a treadmill with headline news on in the background, and you've got this podcast and your earbuds at half volume. You're on this show. You're I know. you're you're half of this show. That you are starring Nate. That's that's you. You're you are basically you. We God damn it, Jesus! You I, just had something come up though, is what I'm saying. And right because was when Smitty was here last week. You were like. You were telling the Hootenears to come on out and support okay. you for something. No, I was telling them to. Ne- I was telling them never mind because the show got canceled because oh, I have. Right. I've, I've that's been right. You're I've right. Been, I've been put that's in the right. national finals. The national finals are December seventh somewhere you in gotta, New Orleans. You got to buy. That's right. Yes, I got. I got. I got to buy. I just have to pay my own way there. It's like. Um, it's well, like congratulations on that. It's like the Olympics, and I'm from like uh, Chad or something. I got to pay my own way. I don't know. Where, where are the national finals? Uh, New Orleans. 
Oh, excellent. Somewhere. Don't know exactly where, but in New Orleans. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to make it, and I'm going to try to uh, to win the championship for for Brooklyn, for Louisiana, and for West Monroe. That's what I'm going to try to do. And for the Hootenears, my favorite people on earth. I was about to say, you better give some love to the Hootenears. Um, right. Anything else you got going on this week? Um, I don't. I, I can't remember at this point. No. Uh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get some sleep at some point, which is nice. I haven't done that in about six months. Thank God. Maybe you won't be so crabby. Fuck you. Uh, there you go. See? <laughs> I'm uh, gonna well, be tired. I'm gonna be tired when we record. I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can follow my dickhead co-host at Toot Nanny on the Twitter. You can follow me at Nathan Frizzell on the Twitter. Uh, be sure to listen to us, the Bicoso Hoot Nanny, by subscribing on iTunes, listening on Stitcher, or just going right to theredstick.com and listening there. If you want to give us a call, leave voicemail with your name and city. Tell us what you think of the show or of Adam's bad attitude at 225-244-9469. You can drop us an email at nateandadam at theredstick.com. For Adam Wilson in Brooklyn, New York, and James Godfather of Droll Brown in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, I'm Nate Frizzell in Hollywood, California. This has been the Bicoastal Hootenanny starring Nate and Adam. To all of our friends back home and to everyone in between, we say, Swing Yitzhah! Email us your questions, comments, corrections, and some leads on where Nate can tour some coke in West Hollywood so he's not so sleepy next week. And maybe some leads on where Jeremy White can find his wife a ticket to the LSU Furman game to Nate and Adam at theredstick.com. Or call us at 225-244-9469. This has been the Bicoastal Hoot Nanny starring Nate and Adam. Next week, Adam releases his college football rankings. Visit us at theredstick.com or subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow the show on Twitter at Bi Coastal Hoot. This has been a production of The Red Stick.